Hello, my name is Andrew Devers. I was lost for nine days in the North Cascade National Park. Here's my story. City traffic, gas stations, coffee chains, grocery stores, and fast food restaurants that congest our cities and suburbs can at times be overbearing when trying to escape the noise of our everyday lives. To be fair, of course these constructions have made life more convenient for the average citizen. We all need to be efficient with our time in order to effectively get work done as well as have time for other commitments. For those looking to escape to somewhere quiet, however, and truly see the beauty that is America, any of the 63 designated national parks are a sight to see and an experience that you will never forget. Be prepared, though, because nature in its rawest form can be as dangerous as it is beautiful. The most dangerous of these parks, objectively speaking, is North Cascades National Park, located on the northern end of Washington State, not far below British Columbia, Canada. According to National Park Service data collected from 2007 to 2018, North Cascades National Park experiences over 652 deaths for every 10 million recreational visits. Compare that to another popular destination, the Grand Canyon, which has only a tiny fraction of that, with under 22 deaths for every 10 million visits. How does this happen? Some decide to get in the water, and unlike a beach that may be surrounded by lifeguards, Swimmers explore at their own risk, and some may be in over their head. The park is also home to 18 species of carnivores, which include coyotes, cougars, mountain goats, black bears, and even grizzly bears. Since a U.S. government land management agency committee, the Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee, has made a plan to sustain the threatened population of this beautiful, but of course intimidating, species. Just this past summer of 2021, a 25-year-old hiker, Andrew Devers, experienced the importance of preparation firsthand when heading out in the North Cascades. What set out to be a relaxing three-mile hike became a horrifying worst-case scenario for Devers. Andrew had hiked within the Cascades over a dozen times, so this was in no way something that he feared. This trail was a bit different, however, he would learn. A Twitch streamer and YouTuber in the gaming community, as well as a writer, Andrew's goal was to find some inspiration on this hike. And doing that for him meant putting aside any kinds of distracting technology, like his cell phone, for these designated hours, and just being one with nature. Equipped with only a backpack containing a water bottle, thermos of coffee, and a couple of cans of Mountain Dew that he had left over from his last visit to Target, Andrew set off on the hike. He had a can of SpaghettiOs as well, but decided to leave those in the car for after the excursion. He was solo, and didn't feel the need to let anyone know he'd be away. He was familiar with the Cascades, and just wanted some alone time. Additionally, he brought a book as well as a journal with a pen. His plan of action was to get to the top of the hike, do some reading, and then write some poetry. That was all. So bringing anything beyond that was not something he felt to be necessary. 
So Andrew started on the hike, and the beginning of the trail left him with many options to explore. Things started pretty uneventful. As Andrew said during our discussion about his experience, however, much like when you miss an exit on the highway because your mind is elsewhere, similarly, after about 40 minutes walking and letting his mind wander, he'd realized he was not sure where he was any longer. I, I'd been in that area before, but um, it's there's so many hiking trails that that was my first time in that specific park. Um, the forest is just huge. And so that was my first time like on that side of the mountains. And um, on top of that, it was an overgrown trail that hadn't been trimmed. So the trail was really hard to follow. And there was um, this avalanche that or uh, landslide that uh, affected the middle of the trail. And the one that I decided to go on was like right in the middle spider and it spider webbed out. So it just, I was on the trail and then um, suddenly there was just like, I passed a point. I came back to that point and the avalanche had messed everything up. And so I, it was, I had no idea which way it was forward. I guessed, but guessed wrong. As the hours piled on, Andrew got understandably more and more frustrated. He heard some distant voices but no one was in sight. That first day, he managed to keep his cool and tried to get some sleep once the sky turned black. He figured the next morning would be the time to figure things out. Sleeping in the Cascades wilderness is no joke, though. As discussed earlier, the scenic beauty is unmatched, but the sounds of bears roaming through the night is downright frightening. Although Andrew didn't encounter any bears face-to-face, he does believe he heard some nearby, and he did his best to scare them off. The next day, he shouted for help for hours, but no one heard him. Reality set in of this dire scenario. His drinks were long finished, but he did find a stream to drink from. The only thing that kept him occupied was his imagination. Thankfully, my ADHD allows me to keep myself entertained, but because I can imagine like getting bored would be a thing that could lead to anger or something. I was just like shout casting what I was doing. It's like, we've passed another tree. The tree looks exactly the same. Where are we going to go? We don't know. Let's just go forward. Like it's just little stuff like that. The days compounded and Andrew was growing delirious, walking for miles with no sign of an exit. He'd lost track of how long he was actually out there. And when he could stop and try to get his mind off of how bad the situation was, he'd take out his book and read. He says it was a source of inspiration during this scary and dark time. Um, it's Steelheart. Um, you can see it has water damage from when I fell in the river. It's a book about superheroes, or like people who get superpowers, um, and then as they use them, they like... Um, become a little bit corrupted and it makes them evil and stuff. And then the book's about these, a friend and his boys basically taking down these uh, superheroes and really inspirational. And like the confidence in it was definitely something that helps you take a couple extra steps. Although Andrew may have been staying calm given the severity of his situation, his parents and girlfriend Christina grew extremely worried. Andrew being a streamer on Twitch, Christina even had to let Andrew's followers on the live gaming platform know that he was now declared a missing person, worrying fans of his live stream. By June 23rd, nearly a week into the hike, 
Deaver's face was plastered all over local news sites looking for any information on his whereabouts. Search parties actively looked everywhere, but North Cascades National Park does not make it easy to find anyone. The trees are so thick that a helicopter can't see you. While searchers were organizing and deploying to the region, Andrew was all alone and needed some form of nourishment to stay alive. What he found was nothing short of miraculous. It's going to sound weird, but like I legitimately heard my girlfriend's voice that I've been with for seven years say here. And then I look to my right and there's a berry. That was the only food that I've seen. So when you're tired and exhausted and your girlfriend says here, I didn't really question those berries. I didn't know this at the time, but they were salmon berries and salmon berries apparently have like 48 calories per berry, which is jacked for a berry. Um, I was like a strawberry only has seven. So I, this isn't 2000 calories per day that you need for your five foot 10 male. I was like, this isn't going to sustain me, but they were actually doing a, their job. I think throughout the whole ordeal, I probably had roughly like three and a half total handfuls of berries. That was, that was it. That was the only thing that I, I deemed as food. I'm not a survival expert. With his sense of time off from the chaos of the situation, on day nine, Andrew thought it had been day seven, he started to accept the reality of a scenario that could likely be fatal. He got out his notebook and wrote out his will, along with his intentions to marry his girlfriend Christina, wanting her to know how he felt if this was the end. In search of one last great view, he somehow came back much closer to where he originally started. I was going up during like delirium times. It was like the 104 degree heat wave. I was legitimately going through like heat exhaustion and crumpling and stuff. And um, I just, I kind of like accepted that I was just like dying per se. I was like, I'm probably dying, but I want to see another view before I go, like selfishly. Um, let's just make, take one more step. I was just trying to like trick my brain into keep on, um, keeping on moving. But I remember like when I, I'd finally like, I, I pulled myself up and I somehow found the trail, the exact same trail that I was on. And I, that doesn't make any sense after all the walking that I did. Um, and then I woke up on day nine and um, there's just these two like jacked hiker dudes who were just like the perfect, the perfect physique at the gym. Like the guys who I wouldn't approach because I'm super skinny and I'm really scared. Like just perfect jacked. They had like, they had their backpacks loaded. They had like, um, they had like, uh, they had snacks and they had um, a wrist thing that shows their location, you know, something I should have had. Um, and I, I, I had like over prepared for the moment, like what I was going to say. And all I managed to blurt out was I, I've been here since Wednesday. Um, I think I've lost. And that's it. You know, like I'm sitting there in a cat shirt, probably looking a little homeless. Um, but they helped me. It didn't really feel real. And then like when they walked away to get help, I was just like, I probably made those people up. I don't know. I, I, I was so lost, like mentally, I don't know. And it's thanks to those two jacked hiker dudes, as Andrew describes them, that he is here with us today. He was soon transferred over to medics in the search and rescue team to deliver him care. And thanks to those berries that Andrew insists his girlfriend somehow led him to, any type of damage was minimal. Nonetheless, Andrew is still rehabilitating his body experiencing occasional tremors from his knees, as well as rehabilitating mentally from the PTSD after this unbelievable ordeal. It's gotten better month by month, but like I was hearing helicopters constantly when I was out there because they were actively looking for, I mean, not only me, but other people who got lost too. Like I know people died during the heat wave, which sucks to imagine. 
Um, but like my first day back, my air conditioning unit sounded like a helicopter. And so that freaked me out. Um, random like nightmares. And then also like um, my brain adjusting, it put itself on like survival mode for sleep. So I would have to sleep with like one eye open for bears. So whenever I got home, I would be awake for like a whole day and a half, two days. And my body would be like, you have enough energy to walk. We're not going to let you sleep. Let's just keep you awake forever. Um, and then still like, uh, it's really, really, really easy for me to wake up. Um, and like randomly, if I hear my name or what I think is my name when I'm out, like I was out in tar uh, just at Target shopping and then I heard somebody say what I thought was Andrew and it just, my brain like echoed somebody calling my name like out in the woods. And then suddenly it's just like, I'm like 80% in Target and 20% back in the forest. I'm having a lot of disassociation still. Andrew looks back fondly at how his family and amazing girlfriend came out in support of him. He was embarrassed over the resources utilized in finding him after being ill-prepared for his excursion. But it also let him know just how much his loved ones cared. Oh, it was tears and like an explosion of endorphins and emotions. Um, it was crazy the amount of support that I ended up getting. Um, my... Like my family um, lives multiple states away. I'm in the Pacific Northwest in Washington, and um, my mom flew out from Missouri. Um, my, like all of my relatives, basically chipped in to help her help get her out here. And um, all of my friends, like my my girlfriend and mom, one of my really close friends here, the one who showed me the hikes, and um, another friend that we knew, who's um, an Eagle Scout, he like flew up, and they were all three like leading a search party, or they were like searching for me actively. They were actually the ones who found my car before the police. Um, so they got the search and rescue started. Um, and then Christina had to put a message in my Discord for my stream that was like, hey, unfortunately, Andrew's a missing person. Um, and just like the overwhelming positivity from all that was really heartwarming. Like my initial emotions were like happy that obviously these people cared for me, but also like just as equally like sad, like, especially your brain's not nice. He was like, yo, you're an idiot for getting lost. You made all these people like, you know, scared and upset. Uh, but that's gotten a lot better. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So what did Andrew learn from his brush with death in the wild? I did learn a lot of what I should have done. Um, I would, there is such a huge draw to like not being connected with technology. It's just, if you're just there, you're present in only the moment. It's beautiful. I would, recommend that if you wanted that experience to one at the very least let people know where you're going let somebody know i didn't let anyone know where i was going and it was just lucky super lucky that they ended up finding my car and could get the search started um and then two um at the very least like the the personal locator beacons um that they have um the hiker bros who picked me up had like a thing that was like a watch and so you can press that um, for an emergency and it immediately sends a distress call like um satellite to you let emergency know exactly your location. Um, I would advise not going out there fully without technology. You know, man has made it to 2021 with the help of some technology, like take that. But, um, and I would also advise that if you do want to um, not have technology or just want to escape, make it somewhere that's not your first time doing that trail. Um, that was my first time on that specific trail. So it was just, none of those were a great combination all thrown together. And you may wonder, after an experience that horrifying and intense, does Andrew plan to ever hike again? 
I definitely am just like really stubborn and I want to get back out there. Like I want to go to that same one and just like, you know, not be lost and have friends. Um, I, I, it's really, really peaceful for me like hiking. Cause it's just the only time that I get to like kind of experience mental silence, especially with everything going on, just being in the quiet. It's something that I would definitely, it would hurt me to not do. So what is it that Andrew wants you, the listener to get out of learning all about his experience. The main takeaway that I had was like I've never I've never done anything like athletic per se. Like I'm super skinny, like five foot ten, like just I, I've never been like on the A team of anything. So I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself at all for anything. I mean like anything physically. Um and it was just really interesting seeing what the human brain and human variety is able to like do in, in crazy circumstances. Like he, I don't, I probably walked at least like 50, at least 50 miles. I don't know for nine days consecutively. And there's no way that like, I would have been able to believe that I could do that before. I just wish that there was some way for me to like share with tiny high school, Andrew, that like he can absolutely do anything with his body that he wants to. Um, if you just like, just do it. I just have, such a higher level of like self-confidence and um like my a lot of my and a lot of my worries are gone of like what what will people think if i do this idea or like what will what happens if i do this like there's like my all my all my things that were stopping me from trying new things are just completely gone like it doesn't none of that stuff really matters so it's it's just really made me like reconsider how actually incredibly capable the thing that we have inside of our heads is when you tell it that you want to do something. And that message is one of persistence. We at In the Wild would love to give a huge thank you to Andrew Devers for lending his voice to this episode and sharing the real-life story that he hopes will inspire others to never underestimate the power that they possess within. If you want to check out Andrew's channels, highlighting his passion for video game streaming, be sure to follow CK Ember on both YouTube and Twitch. That's spelled S-E-E-K-A-Y-E-M-B-E-R. Let him know what you thought about this episode. We admire Andrew Deaver's perseverance. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting installment of In the Wild. To hear more captivating stories of real-life survival, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay prepared because you never know when you may find yourself in the wild.